to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. You talk about vengeance. Is vengeance going to bring your son back to you? Or my boy to me? I forgot the vengeance of my son. But I have selfish reasons. My younger son was forced to leave this country because of this Sonotso business. All right, I have to make arrangements to bring him back here safely, clear of all these false charges. But I'm a superstitious man. And if some unlucky accident should befall him, if he should get shot in the head by a police officer, or if he should hang himself in his jail cell. Or if he's struck by a bolt of lightning. Then I'm going to blame some of the people in this room. And then I do not forgive. But that aside, let me say that I swear on the souls of my grandchildren, and I will not be the one to break the peace we've made here today. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. Happy Wednesday, everybody. You can find me on Instagram at Positive underscore Sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook, Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm. Or if you just want to do a friend request and do it that way, hey, you are more than welcome. Uh, Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm for those needs. You can also find me on TikTok, uh, which is still allowed in the United States for now. But either way, I don't care. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, at positive sarcasm. Of course, you can always go to positive sarcasm.com for all your needs, all your needs, all your feeds, all your reviews, all your posing music, all your questions, concerns, and comments can be bled right to that location. Positive sarcasm at outlook.com if you want to email me directly. So, I want to uh, say sorry. I don't know what the hell happened 
with Sunday's podcast. Actually, I can, well, I'll give you the, since this is the Wednesday podcast, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Uh, I thought I had it. You, sometimes you think you have an idea uh, until you get up to the line of scrimmage. You're going to pass the ball. You're going to run this route. This guy's going to turn right. He's going to cut back. You're going to catch the ball. He's going to gain 12 yards. Well, what happened was the offensive line broke down. The, the, the pocket got rushed, and I got crushed. I don't know what happened with that podcast, but it was a giant mess. It didn't work out the way I wanted it to, uh, maybe because I was exhausted, maybe because my wits weren't about me. And to top it all off, on top of that, for some reason, the audio from the podcast and the video from the OBS stream were not syncing up. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. Some things, no matter how hard I try, no matter how clever I am with how I piece things together and no much... No matter how long or how much time I take to make sure that something is at least as close to perfect as it is possible, um, and it's not for an uh, it's not for a matter of being cheap. It's for well, well, there is always a, a thing of being cheap, but that's the thing. You could have all the best technology in the world, and shit can still go south on you. It all depends on a many of factors. But for some reason, the video, the the podcast itself, audio wise, was fine, but the video feed for some reason, was not, speed-wise or tempo-wise, was not in sync with the audio. Therefore, let's say, for example, if I sync up the audio, when you sync up the audio with the video, so you get better audio with the podcast because it has the microphone attached to it. Separate to to the podcast, I have the video stream, which has a crappier version of the audio that you used to hear on the live streams, live streams, which I no longer do. I now do an actual pre-recorded episode so I can give you better quality audio because let's face it, I don't care about the live stream, at least not right now, or maybe just in general. It was a, it's an interesting idea maybe for a later date, but it just doesn't do anything for me now. I'd rather have the video with cleaner audio attached to it so I can make clippy clips later and then use that material for whatever I have in mind. But I would start out by adding the audio and the video together and making sure in the very beginning that they were they were synced up perfectly. So when my mouth would start moving, the good audio would come out at the right exact time. So you generally would assume that if it's synced up in the beginning with the audio, it would sound exactly the same at the end of the video. Right? Right. Wrong. That's exactly what didn't happen. As a matter of fact, as I checked, it was actually... I'd say about a second or second and a half off completely. So I would talk on the I would talk on one set of audio and then the the podcast audio would kick in or vice versa. They were never synced up. I don't know how that happens. Maybe because uh, there was a glitch in the video feed and I I can't see I can't I don't have the time to uh filter through that much video. I don't have the time. I want this thing produced and produced by the end of Wednesday or produced by the end of Sunday and being uploaded for a at, le- at the very maximum Monday morning or Thursday morning upload you know because each day I, I I record the podcast on a Sunday I want it viewable to the, to the people by Monday morning let the latest and then Wednesday I want it produced and available at least the video version by Thursday morning at the latest. But or I tried going backwards. So for example, the end. I tried to sync up at the very end, so maybe that it would sync up. If it was synced up perfectly at the end, the beginning would be synced up as well. 
right? Right. Wrong. That's exactly what didn't happen. As a matter of fact, when it was synced up perfectly at the very end, so when I would say, this has been a positive sarcasm presentation, I would go back to the very beginning and not even close. So I don't know where the hell the disconnect was between the audio stream and the video stream where it wasn't meeting up. It just almost like, it wasn't even a blip. It was just like the two kind of, they just kind of went their separate ways slowly. It was like a relationship that really wasn't built for the long term and maybe they just, you know, they just stopped falling in love with each other and stopped giving up effort. The next thing you know, the audio was uh, seeing another guy and the the video had put on 60 pounds and eventually they just stopped being attracted to each other. And, and that was essentially what happened to the video and audio feed. And I just decided, you know what? Uh, after a, a hard day, of shooting the video because I got there to the the wedding thing. I got there to the wedding. Uh, I was up at five thirty something. I was at the location with at ready to rock in windy, rainy, shitty conditions at by nine a.m. and did not shoot stop shooting until ten o'clock or ten fifteen at night. Did not get home till around twelve thirty because I had to make sure that the remaining 28 people got their drunk asses back on the fucking transport bus and back to the hotel. Shout out to, once again, shout out to Rye, New Hampshire Police Department for helping me get all those wonderful people on the transport back to the hotel. And I hope that they trash the shit out of the place since they double charge the fucking bride and groom. So that being said, I am sorry that it just didn't work out. It's a lesson learned. Remember, I learned a lot of valuable lessons in this podcast just by simply doing the podcast, by understanding that sometimes this shit doesn't work out and maybe working on, like, for example, just to make sure that there's no glitches or or uh, errors or because sometimes computers freeze or who the fuck knows. You just don't want to take any chances. I go into the, ta- I go into, uh, what do you call it? Task manager. Most computers have. Windows 7 is probably one of the more stable uh, stable OSs when it comes to running uh, pretty much any program. Yes, I still use it because I just don't trust Windows 10. It's all about stealing your data, installing malware, and fucking up your, your solid-state hard drive. It's a garbage fucking program. I don't like Windows 10. I don't recommend Windows 10. Um, I would put... I would use a... I would use fucking... Well, I'd definitely use an OS if... Oh, if... A Mac OS wasn't so restrictive and closed source. I would recommend that. And please, for the love of God, Matt, Apple, do yourselves a favor. Get a fucking two-button mouse. What's with this one-click hold shit? My God, you are so 1982. Get a second button for fuck's sake. But in the meantime, yeah, stick with Windows 7. Oh, you th- They say, oh, Windows 7 isn't secure. What the fuck do you think Windows 10 is? Windows 10 is all about tracking your data and using it so they can sell it. And friggin', of course, every download or every patch or every upgrade for Windows 10 is loaded with fucking malware. Jesus Christ. Do me a favor. Knock it off. But in the meantime... uh. Yeah, I was just tired, and by putting together the part, I just like, you know what? I can't, it's just, it just isn't going to be my day. It was a bad podcast. Thankfully, it was a Sunday leftovers, and I could just be like, you know what? It's definitely it's definitely leftovers that, you know, sometimes the, le- the Chinese food from the night before is delicious, and it's like, oh, I needed this so bad after a, after a night of 12 natty lights. And sometimes you smell that Chinese food, and it's like, 
don't know. Should we eat this? When in doubt, throw it out. Ugh, fuck it. Let's go get some pizza. And that was that was Sunday. And you know what? Fuck it. And that's what it is. You, you, you. Thankfully, I had something else to keep my brain occupied for the past three days because uh, that shit bothers me. Whenever I put out a bad product or I, I see a mistake or I'm unable to fulfill something, I get really, really upset because actually um, a perfect example of, of me really trying to put out a good product, whatever it is, whether it's a podcast, reviewing my sources, or you know, now I wear collared shirts and stuff like that and polos for the podcast. I'm trying to clean it up a little bit here. You know, I wear nice watches and stuff. Everything's clean and shit. Um, when I go, I really do take my video shooting seriously. Uh, when especially when obviously when it's a client and stuff like, um. The guy, the client, the the customer who ordered the uh, uh, Sunday Saturday's wedding. Excuse me. Come on, keep it together. I'm doing pretty decent. He's like, dude, I, I, you know, I wanted you to, and when you, you know, finish shooting and 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 party, you didn't stop recording until the end of the night. He's like, I wanted you to, I invited you to also have a good time. And it's like, no, you contracted me to do a job, and I want to be like, I, for example, I, no, I want to separate right now. Right now is something there's an important divide going on and I want to be on the right side of uh videographer history when it comes to putting in the effort. I don't want to be just about the money. The money will come if your product is not just good but great. And for a good example of how I set the bar is the wedding video by PewDiePie. PewDiePie's uh PewDiePie's wedding from what I saw, it looked like a beauty, a beautiful wedding. It was last year. It was August of 2019. Congrats to PewDiePie and all, and, and for all his success and stuff. You know, he's a great YouTuber and live streamer and all that shit. I love those guys. You know, they just go after it, and they got tons of money and good for them. You know, but he had a, he hired a, a video crew for his wedding, and it was about six and a half minutes long. It took place, and I believe in in Britain, in Great Britain. Um, and it showed a very uh, cinematic, picturesque, uh, cleaned up to a wedding in set, basically in two parts. So in the beginning, you have it; it's very church-like, the gleaming Star Trek Starship Enterprise type of lighting, you know, beaming down, hitting like his watch and his beautiful Italian girlfriend, Mamma Mia, and the way the wedding is set, the colors are so. You know, it's like gold and sepia tone and clean. Like you were, they were probably shooting with like red cameras, those ten thousand dollar fucking high definition cameras. And it was just there was so it was so clean. It was almost too clean. And then it kind of shifts really quickly into a dance party. Like there's a DJ and everybody's jumping around and there's movement there and things get slowed down and sped up. And then there's some drone shots of like Great Britain, a couple of them. There's some uh, drone shots of like the big long wedding table and just, it was almost too clean. Now, as an example, I look at that and I go, okay, I'm not going to criticize or I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to criticize. I'm going to criticize something or somebody. It's going to be Alyssa Milano. By the time I finish this podcast, she's going to pull all of her fucking hair out. You see that video, by the way, that bitch is falling apart. 
the uh she's a parent by the way just just to let you know where we are right now with with parenting that is your fucking parent uh to set an example for is that crazy cunt the so back to PewDiePie here I don't want to I, I don't want to criticize the vid, the video there's a lot of good examples set in that wedding video which is only six and a half minutes one all along one of the highlights of that one of the uh the pros of that video is the fact that it's six and a half minutes long because wedding videos can be very very long they can be too long they're drawn out they're not cut properly they don't transition right to the music they don't use the right music they're not emotional enough uh, another annoying thing about weddings is the fucking uh, speeches. The speeches, for the most part, and I'll be honest, which I have to be, speeches normally suck. They're normally, like, they're lighthearted. They're not very funny. There's a lot of inside jokes. People always try to go for the laugh. Don't go for the laugh. Just try to be honest and be uh, uh, truthful and you know, just like you're there, you were there for them. What the fuck's wrong with my microphone? I gotta get better arms. Not my regular arms. Those arms are fine. Come on, get it together. There we go. I gotta get new freaking. <sighs> Anyways, so yeah, they're just they they're kind of I've I've you heard one, you hear them all. Like I played one last week. It's like the wedding singer. Uh, when Steve Buscemi got up there, and you know, why can't you be more like your brother? You know, he would never beat up his landlord. It's a lot. It can, it can be as uncomfortable as that, but it's normally just jokes that people kind of, they, they sympathy laugh at, or they're just, it's like, that wasn't really funny. Like if you were going to a comedy show, which I don't know when those are ever going to happen again, uh, these are jokes you wouldn't laugh at. But you go along with it. And for me, my job is to take out all the, as a, editor my job is to take out all the shit and look for the good parts and how do you do that at a wedding and how do you make it not just good but great not just great but epic not just epic but unforgettable in every way you have to be there from the morning the morning 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 the moment the sun comes up to the moment somebody gets arrested for a DWI. That is how long you have to stay at an event so that you can get the right amount of footage. That is how long you have to stay. I've, I've said it before. For every hour that you shoot, you have maybe 30 seconds to a minute of solid footage. I'm, I'm dead stubborn serious on that fact. Um, and if I want... 10 minutes out of this fucking episode that I'm going to put out, I got to put, I had to do 10 to 12 hours of shooting, 10 to 12 hours of shooting. Hi puppy. So I have, I had to go, let's see, nine to 10 30. So that's 12, 14 hours. And there are some shots where I did not stop recording for a solid 30, 40 minutes. So these are important situations where I'm like, okay, I cannot stop shooting. I can't take breaks. I can't take a meal break. Okay, there's a meal break. I'm going to go out and use another camera and get a shot or get a time lapse or do a flyby or do something, anything other than taking a fucking break. Put some beef jerky in that backpack and get moving to your next destination where you have to shoot a visual or B-roll or whatever because you're going to miss that moment. 
and I want to be above. I want to be better. Well, I'm trying to get to because I'm taking the long way home. I want to get to the point where I'm better than that PewDiePie video. I want, And that's the goal. It's no disrespect to the guys who made and directed and edited the video. They did to the request of PewDiePie and his beautiful Italian wife. They did what was requested of them. They made six and a half minutes, which is good because six and a half minutes, it's not too long. They got the job done. They set the bar. I want to be better. I want to be better than that. And I think I can be. And I think I'm going to be. But you have to put in the work. There's no taking breaks. Chase, you can't come up right now. Sorry, buddy. You can sit down here and then I'll pet you. But you can't come up right now. I'm sorry. I love you, though. I love this dog. He's so fucking awesome. Um, I'm going to take him for a walk tomorrow on the big lake. He deserves it. The big Tower Hill Pond. You take your dog there for a walk. It's awesome. But I want to be better than that. I want to be better at least not I – I don't know if I'll be better than the, the – uh, the director, the crew that did that uh, video. But I can be better than that video. That's what you should do. And I think I have the material to make that happen because I do enough research on music, I do enough work on transitions, and I spent so much emotional energy going through each and every fucking clip, timing it and transitioning it and slowing it down and changing the angle and cropping it and zooming it and trying to make every moment that I put in there as impactful as the milliseconds that transpire during its movement. I want it to be just like you watch it because by the time you watch it once, I've watched it 250 times because I'll watch it from beginning to end in its concluded in, in its final draft about 30 times before you see it once. But I've already watched it 200, 250 times while it was being built to make sure that the transitions of the music and everything else is on point and that there's no visual glitches or whatever so I can go back and fix them if there are any in the beginnings. And, the vi and of course, all the uh, changing of the contrast and the saturations and the dream uh, effects and all that stuff. And I'm, I've already watched it like 50, 60 times, and it's only like a minute and a half in. And I've already cried like four or five times during this uh, editing process, and I'm only like three or four minutes in now. So by the, time I, my, so by the time the back of my eyeballs are all dried up, I'm then introducing the video to you. And that is how you surpass the PewDiePie wedding video. That's how you do it. It also takes 100 weekly vlogs, hours and hours and hours and hours of music research and testing and uploading and manipulating. And of course, tons of other videos that I've done. I've done, well, I've posted to YouTube almost 160 videos on one platform. Then on the podcast, I've posted about the same. So the, the that's there. And then using the right programs that don't slow down your momentum. People, oh, I, I use Adobe Premiere or I use, uh, what is it? Fucking Mac Pro 10, whatever the hell it is. Um, excuse me, Final Cut Pro. Or I use Camtasia or I use Cyberlink. You know, okay, I'm that. You're using something that's bloated. That's the problem. 
you need you don't get me wrong they have their purpose but when you're trying to streamline a timeline with the amount of time that you have available to you with the funds that have been given to you with your schedule to keep you need movement. You need momentum. If you're so busy focusing on just one little piece to make sure that the color is completely perfect on this one little four-second, three-second, sometimes half-a-second visual, you've completely forgotten about the fucking story. You've completely forgotten about the story. That's more important than the visual. You can glitch on the visuals, but if your goal is to... Chase, come on. Sit, lay down. Lay down. Fucking idiot. He hit the webcam and made it shaky. So if your goal is to get the story, like, okay, God, Chase, sit, sit, sit down. So fine, just pet, all right? I'll pet you. I love you. I know, I'm a, I know I seem intense and angry, but I love you, right? I always love you no matter what, okay? Even if you ate those fucking meatballs last week, still love you anyways. Um, Look. If you use a bloated operating software, or excuse me, a bloated video editing software, it is very, very easy, very easy to forget to lose momentum and forget and lose momentum in the story and make something instead of being something that's quick and 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 to the point and gets to the heart of the emotion that you're trying to convey, whether it's humor, sorrow, sadness, happiness, whatever, it's then it's it instead turns into be a it turns out to be a tank. It's slow. It drags. The visuals are perfect, like Dunkirk. Dunkirk is a perfect example. Uh, aesthetically astounding, visually amazing, beautiful, great concept. Loved it. Didn't do it for me. Same thing. So much time on the visuals, but the story didn't do it. Same thing. You have to, you have, to have a software, a, vi a video editing software that cuts to the core, that allows you to, at the beginning at least, to streamline your creation of the story. And then once you have the story built, then you can focus on the majority of the visuals, special effects whatever else and if you and if in your situation it allows for you to use a sl a slim down or a strip down editing software great great cuz it saves you a lot of time you have energy you get momentum you get a second wind and the next thing you know you know instead of getting only 10 seconds done per day you're getting a half a minute two minutes a whole podcast a whole video done per day Believe me, it's it's super important. It's it's a re it's something you should truly consider. I think that I actually think that Hollywood suffers from the same problem too, where they spend so much time on the visuals and the grandiose or the pantomime of the moment, but color correction and CGI and production teams deciding on which fucking hue of burgundy they should use. They forgot about the story. Whereas a guy goes out there and shoots with his fucking iPhone and gets a goddamn Academy Award. But, you know, maybe he got it because, I don't know, fucking, I don't know, some diversity bullshit. But still, you can do so much with so little. 
So why can't you go out there with a little tiny handy cam and a pre-owned uh, mirrorless camera or use your, use your cell phone for the slow-mo? Go get like a cheap drone or something like that just to get some aerial, some outer layer visuals and a GoPro for some of those more impactful moments. That's, that's how you really make an impactful piece because it makes it seem like there's fluidity to it. It's, there's, there's some dirt under those fingernails and the viewer can see that a viewer can feel that so I want to be better than that I really do so and sometimes af, you know after shooting a long day like that you come back to do a podcast to talk about it and it just it's just a big fucking clanker at the buzzer and that, that was Sunday so there was no video Sunday I didn't even try I said fuck it and I've been under the, I've been on in the cutting room for since, uh, well, Monday was the loading of the video, like all the files put together. I don't know how many video files there are for this event, but I can tell you there's about 75 gig between six, one camera I threw uh, because it wasn't doing it for me. The other one wasn't even really used because I guess they just didn't want to use it. Um, and then two two of them were made, well, two were definitely used. The Sony Alpha was put to very good use. And the AX33 uh, 4K Handycam was absolutely put to uh, good use. So those have a lot of time on them. But those are, and then, and then of course, uh, Firefly was, uh, he was alive and kicking early on in the morning. And actually, Here's another, here's a cool tech tip, by the way. If you're going to fly in inclement weather, I can tell you that the Mavic Mini does perfectly fine in mild drizzle or minor rain. It actually will do okay. Don't push your luck, but if you're shooting in an area within, I'd say, one to uh, uh, 100 to 1,500 feet, and you're staying within, a, well, a radius of within 1,500 feet, and you are in low winds, you should be fine. It actually does very well. And the, it, it did. It actually shot very well. There were no issues. I wiped it off at the end. There was no condensation. The battery pack is tucked firmly inside the actual drone. It flies very well. And even though it's super light and the, the fucking props are pe practically paper, um, water droplets hitting it, no movement whatsoever. It was perfect. Absolutely perfect in these conditions. And given the environment, super quiet. Did an excellent job. So under the circumstances of a rainy day from a leftover hurricane, Mavic Mini, my Firefly, did very well. Did very well. Did very well. So I highly recommend the Mavic Mini. Score for that. Uh, absolutely. That was a great one. I didn't even have to pull out Pelican, even though I had Pelican. Pelican 2 was in the trunk. My DJI Phantom uh, Phantom 3 4K was in the trunk, but never had to use it, never needed it for any reason, which was cool. I, I mean, I didn't want to have to use it, but if it was there, I would have, because why not? Um, it's a strong drone with a great, great camera on it, but didn't need it, so didn't use it. Didn't use it for the night shoots. Just figured, why well, push my luck? I, all my, the most important shots at this point, once the ceremony was over, was inside the tent. So, 
Um, I want to go ahead and move to the next article, and then we'll get into some Q&A possibly. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, it was a, finally, now that I'm, I have a, a few days of getting in there and just emotionally uh, burying myself like I normally do, emotionally burying myself in the content that's given to me is what makes me stand out as far as the product that I put out to the, to the, the universe. I think that, that, to me, makes a significant difference. When you bury yourself, when you're emotionally able to bury yourself in content and feel every moment and let yourself emotionally uh, exfoliate during the creative process, I think, you'll ben- I think your overall work will benefit from it and people will see that and feel it and it will be overwhelming the first time that they see it. I think it matters. I think it matters. I uh, was in a pretty combative mood when I first started, uh, when I was first getting into the podcast today. Um, I was kind of an, I was pretty, f- yeah. I had an article that I had set up for earlier this week, but I didn't get to it. But as soon as I turned on the uh, the article computer, I was, I was fucking annoyed. I was pretty fucking annoyed. Uh, there's a lot to be annoyed about right now in the world. And right now, I'm just trying to get back to normal. Believe me, the, there's, the new normal is not normal. I'm talking about normal, normal. And uh, according to this article from BGR, um, let me give credit to the writer. Andy Meek. Shout out to Andy Meek. He's on Twitter at A.E. Meek. And the article's main, uh, the title says, yet another Hollywood director is warning fans, don't go see Tenet. Tenet is the new Christopher Nolan movie. Christopher Nolan did the Dark Knight trilogy. He did Interstellar, which I loved. He did Dunkirk, which I just talked about. Um, he did a, he's done a lot of movies. Uh, a lot of big budget type of movies. So here's the article. Um, I've been ref- I'll just read it for a whole. I've been refreshing the website for the regional theater chain based here in Memphis. Shout out to Memphis, where I live all morning, trying to get trying to get my hands on some tenant movie tickets. The first I bought since maybe January or February. You'll never guess why. Theaters have been reopening on a rolling basis, which comes at a time, knock on wood, on wood, our local coronavirus cases are starting to fail. Fall, excuse me, fall, much more man- to, much, to a much more manageable and no longer worrisome levels. Nevertheless, don't get me wrong, I don't have any intention of stepping foot inside the theater again anytime soon. Never mind how amazing, never mind how amazing director Christopher Nolan thinks his latest feature film is Tenant. However, reportedly coming to our local drive-in theater, which I'll be more than happy to buy a ticket for. Watching the movie from the safety of my car. Fine sitting indoors in a room with a bunch of strangers while we still have, uh, while we don't have a, a vaccine. Though it's just something I'm not keen on right now. And yet another Hollywood director has more or less agreed with this stance in recent days. Well, he, it's kind of different, actually. He's not, he doesn't feel comfortable going to a theater right now. That's fine. That's his individual choice not to go to a movie theater. He'd rather go to a drive-in theater. I've, I don't understand why drive-in theaters went out of style. I think it's because they weren't making as much money as a regular theater where you could pack in a shitload of people like it's a fucking American Airlines flight to, 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 to fucking Dallas. It's the fact that you couldn't fit as many people into a drive-in theater. I don't know. Maybe that's the case. I'm not sure. Or maybe they just think it's because they're there. A lot of places with drive-in theaters are seasonal. But drive-in theaters are awesome. And for the fact that they can make a comeback... I'm totally cool with, but it's going to start to get cold out real soon up here. So, but he doesn't want to go because he doesn't feel comfortable yet. Okay, fine. 
it's your individual choice. I'm not going to knock that. However, this doctor, this, the director of Doctor Strange, Scott Derrickson, tweeted out his assessment that no one should be going to theaters to see Tenet right now. He followed up that with a clarification that he's referring to Americans as opposed to other countries around the world, the world that have responded much more aggressively to their coronavirus pandemic. He tweeted, don't go see Tenet or any other movie in a theater. There, I've said it. Derrickson also retweeted the following from Twitter using Mangiato. If you want to go, if you go see this movie in a theater right now, you are selfishly prolonging this crisis while endangering yourself, your family, and every stranger. You may occupy a space you vacated anywhere else once you go see, once you, anywhere you go once you've been infected. You don't care about others. You suck. Let's just stop right there. All right. Congratulations, congratulations, Scott Derrickson, on all the success for an. Uh, Doctor Strange movie, which was an excellent movie. Now, on the other, on the flip side of that, shut the fuck up. Okay, your movie was successful, made over three hundred million dollars domestically, and now you want to tell somebody else what they can and cannot do. You're being you're being selfish. You want to reteach somebody about you don't care about others. You suck. Shut the fuck up. Get off your fucking moral high ground. All right, you asshole. I will admit, I will readily admit that the whole hubbub about the recent dropping of the CDC saying 94% of, of deaths per COVID have something to do with uh, other comorbidities, but necessarily the way it's worded is that only 6% of people died because of straight COVID, where it's actually, if COVID, you have it, it, cr it creates these other symptoms that introduce comorbidity, therefore you die. So it's a respiratory it's a, it's a respiratory virus. That's why it's called SARS. Severe, acute, or respiratory syndrome. SARS. Okay? So people dying of pulmonary or cardio or vascular or, or breathing difficulties, that's comorbidity. You die because of that, that's because of COVID. Like with fucking AIDS, first of all. You get HIV. HIV gives you pneumonia. You get AIDS. You lose, you lose cells. You lose hair. And then, boom, your body loses immunity. Acquired immune deficiency syndrome, syndrome, AIDS, you die. Okay? That's how that works. However, so you take the argument from one side, saying that only 6% of deaths are strictly COVID-related. Then you take the other side of the, of the argument, where the other, they're saying all these other comorbidities come on because of COVID. Well, the answer is somewhere in the middle. Okay? It's not that it's 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 not that it's not like this thing is the common cold or nor is it the flu. But the flu does fuck with your respiratory syndrome. The the flu does fuck with your respiratory. It does fuck with your energy levels. It does fuck with your immunity. It does. Absolutely the flu does. But SARS or this one, SARS-CoV-2, coronavirus, COVID-19, because it was fucking fucked within a lab, and accidentally uh, released to the public, to the world, it travels much easier in indoor settings than the flu does. It just does. Statistically, it does. Sad to say. It doesn't travel in outdoor settings, though, uh, especially when, well, first of all, we should, I mean, here's another thing, another issue. People are home. People are home right now. People, you've, you've got it. You've won, Okay. People work from home now. Everybody works from home. Everybody's lost their jobs. 
everybody's lost. Everybody's either working from home or have lost their jobs. Okay. Or homeless. Or they can't go out to places. Or they can't do this. Or can't do that. Or they can't work out. You're going to tell them they can't go see a fucking movie either with their families? This thing has been out there for six fucking months. This isn't the Spanish flu. This isn't fucking Ebola. All right? So it's some, the answer is somewhere in the middle. Yes, it, ca- yes, it causes cor- cor- comorbidities. Yes, it is more likely to be airborne, and you are more likely to catch it if you are in a movie theater. However, movie theaters require um, face covering. Okay? They do. They require face coverings. Also, it's a business. That business, should, if they have restrictions, they have guidelines in which they can open in, let them open. If people want to go and they have to wear face coverings to go in there, let them go in. It's not your place from somebody who is not in a position where you have them, you don't do or don't have a movie coming out. It's not your position to say anything. If you want to say that you don't think, you don't think people should go out because it increases the risk of potentially something happening and spreading the virus or whatever, that's one thing. If you say that you don't feel comfortable going out for the sake of your family and the well-being of others around you, that's you're welcome to say that. But if you're going to go out there and just be a dickhead and say, don't go see Tenet or any other movie in a theater, there, I've said it. Well, fuck you. There, I've said it. You shut your fucking mouth. You don't have a $100 million production budget movie sitting out there with actors that need work, with fucking uh, production crew that need to work, with towns and cities and places that require that really need this money from these companies, these production companies coming into town and spending money on catering and, and, and hotel rooms and all that other shit, for them to come in, that's a lot of money. Why do you think everybody was going to Georgia or going to Vancouver or going to Europe or going to fucking... Albuquerque, New Mexico. They went there. They spent money. Those those states and those cities needed that money. You're going to tell them, don't go see this movie. Fuck you. You know what? At this point, I'm going to listen to Tom Cruise and I will go see this fucking movie. Granted, it'll probably be in a drive-in because I love drive-ins. I love, first of all, I own a convertible, so rock on with your badass self. And number two, I love fucking movies. In case you haven't noticed, you go to positivesarcasm.com. There's a whole article, sec- a whole movie review section about movies I've seen since I was fucking puberty. Um, they're all there. I love movies. I love going to the movies. I love being around people at movies. I don't give a shit about catching COVID at a fucking movie theater if I ever were to catch it. I don't care about catching anything at a movie theater. Okay? I do all of my work, everything that I do, from home. I'm, aside from going out to maybe pick up my laundry or to maybe once in a while go to the grocery store or maybe once in a while going out to do something. If I was to go out and see a movie, I'm essentially quarantined. So you've won. Most Americans right now are fucking quarantined or wearing face coverings or social distancing or just trying to avoid fucking riots and protests and getting shot. You've won. So do me a favor. Don't fucking tell me what I can do and not do. That's not your place at all. Fuck you and your fucking Twitter handle. You're one of the reasons. Oh, yeah. So you're going to tell me I'm not, I'm not allowed to go see Tenet. I shouldn't go see Tenet because I'm, a, I'm selfish and I suck. Okay. 
Where were you when the Chinese government said that you couldn't put, you had to take certain things out of your movie or put certain things in your movie? Huh? You ever think about that? Where were you on that? Did you voice up when the Chinese government said, hey, Marvel, take that shit out of Doctor Strange and put this shit into Doctor Strange, or you can't show your movies in our country. Therefore, you don't get that China money, yo. Oh, yeah. That's a fucking thing, and I've talked about that before, and that's been confirmed. It's in top, the the same issue lies in the new Top Gun movie, and the same issue lied in the entire Marvel comic universe. The entire MCU universe, including the last movie, which ended any chance of me seeing another fucking Marvel comic movie. The Avengers Endgame and the Avengers Infinity War, both were told by Anthony Joe Russo, guys who directed Captain America and shit, and then they did the Avengers movies, after Joss Whedon left? Yeah, they were told by China, hey, take that shit out of your movies or you can't show it over here. China does it all the time to Hollywood and they make these directors oblige and not say shit. They can't even fucking critique or speak out or say anything or their movies will not get shown in China. Their movies will get banned in China. Therefore, the publishing companies won't make that money. But you'll tell Americans not to go see Tenet. You'll tell Americans what they can and can't do if they can, if they can or cannot go to a movie theaters. The, the article writer of BGR simply says, I don't feel comfortable yet going to see this movie in a theater, but I will go see it in a drive He says that he doesn't feel comfortable. Resp- cool. Hey, it's your thing. Do what's best for you. If you're around people a lot, fine. Go ahead. You stay home or go to a drive-in. That's cool, bro. You're distancing. I mean, that. okay, cool. You and I are okay right now. If I continue to read the rest of this article, that might not be the case. But as far as Scott Derrickson, dude, you've got no right. Just because somebody stuck you behind the helm with a multi-million dollar production budget and told you to point the camera in that fucking direction and hit record that you all of a sudden have a right to say, don't go see this or any other movie? What else are you going to tell me to do? Don't eat, don't eat fucking meat. Don't eat fucking steak or any other animal product. Don't vote this way. Don't do that. Don't fucking tell me what I can do. Shut the fuck up. All you are is Alyssa Milano with a dick. Joe and Anthony Russo, I just talked about them. They said in a recent video interview that the current state of the coronavirus makes the idea of visiting a movie theater and sitting in a confined space with strangers not far away for a couple hours way too risky of an undertake. I think everyone has a different threshold for risk. It seems in a country, it seems in the country right now. I think that it really depends what your threshold for risk is, but certainly being in an enclosed space with a high-risk situation. So there's the question of whether we want that to happen, which we do, but whether that's practical and safe whether we can recommend it, which I don't think we could. Just from the way that I'm approaching the pandemic with my family is we're very conservative about it. Oh, you're conservative about it. That's not the word I would really think about it, but okay, fine. You don't think it's comfortable. Don't recommend anything. You don't have a big movie coming out right now, so do me a favor. Just sit over here, okay? Just sit over here. You already pissed off a lot of fucking Marvel Comics fans with the Avengers Endgame, so go ahead and just sit over in the sidelines. You don't want to go to a theater? That's fine. Okay, you don't want to speak up about China. All right, that's fine, too. But that's duly noted. Okay, that's duly noted. 
And believe me, as far as restaurant seating, as far as plane seating, as far as just life in general, there's a lot that you can do, even in a movie theater, to avoid people. There's a lot you can do. You have to give the businesses, even if they are major greedy conglomerates that charge $26 for a small bucket of fucking popcorn like AMC or Regal or whomever the fuck, whatever, they're allowed to. It's your job. It's your choice whether or not you want to pay for it. Okay? You want to shove that fucking garbage down your face, and instead of getting COVID, you get fucking diabetes. That's up to you. You're an individual. It's your right to choose. So if you want to go to a movie theater, and and maybe they have the seating set up where instead of sitting right next to somebody else, it's two spaces or three spaces or four spaces. Whatever, if it's 50% capacity, give the fucking spot, the business, a chance to survive, okay? Give the person the chance to be a person again. You're keeping people cooped up. Don't go see Don't go see this movie. Don't go see Tenet or any of the movie. There, I've said it. You are on the ultimate of my shit lists. It's just people going out on Twitter, don't do this, send Fuck you. You're one of the reasons I got out Twitter because you guys are assholes. You go up in there on your fucking pun- on your on your goddamn stage, whatever that you fuck you normally call it, and then you shout things out like you think people can hear you. And then all of a sudden you go and jerk off in the corner with glory because you think somebody, you think because you got 100,000 likes on a fucking tweet. Like all of a sudden that's law now. You know, I had a friend of mine, a lovely lovely lady uh, was upset that some of her ideals and her clapbacks and her argument, her possibly val- valid arguments, were being censored by Facebook, and that this is a violation of freedom of speech and things like that. Well, look, I get what you're saying. I wish Facebook was a, f- a platform that didn't steal your data, that didn't manipulate the way you see the news, that di- the the manip- didn't manipulate the way your feed is set up or what you see or what you don't want to see and was filled with roses and fucking ponytails and that you could say how you felt and move on with your day for free. That's not the case. It's not the case with Instagram. It's not the case with YouTube. A little more with YouTube. But I hate to say it. No, it's not. So look, I'm not mad at you for being upset for Facebook sucking. We know Facebook sucks. We know Instagram sucks. Okay? We know. Okay? So what you do is you stop going. You stop you like for example, if a if a company sucks, you stop or minimize use of that company. That's the way the world works right now. You it's not about taking sides, it's about maximizing utilization of your time. If you don't want to go into a place cuz it requires masks, okay, fine. Then you don't go. Well, what if I need this? There's other ways, dude. There's other ways of getting what you need, what you need, not what you want, what you need, without having to do this or that or making a political statement or causing a scene or being dramatic or just needing a reason to be angry. These companies, these social media companies are just are engineering you. They spend hours on this shit. They are engineering you to be upset. Because they know the human brain reacts more to bad news than good news. Okay? It's just how it is. 
You look at puppies all day, they'll show you puppies. They show you a puppy with mange, you react to that more. They show you a puppy being abused, you react to that more. You know? But you have to understand, just stop using these places or minimize it. And you don't have to make a scene out of it. You don't have to announce it online. You just back away. It's like, okay, you don't want me to speak my mind on this platform. Then I won't use this platform for that anymore. But that means that I'll be using the platform less, which means you won't be getting as much as my, of my data, which means I won't be as profitable as an entity as I used to be. You used to get my opinion. You used to get my outrage. You used to get my picks. You used to get my conversations, my DMs, my instant messenger. You used to get all that, and you could use all that data to sell me all the fucking tampons you want. But now you can't anymore because I'm not going to use your platform as much. Okay? It's like you go to the grocery store. You buy your meats, your cheeses, your produce, your oranges, your fucking contraceptives, your frozen vegetables, your vitamins, your candy bars, your olive oils, all that shit. You go there every other day. You buy all that shit. They make a lot of money off you. You get all your products. They change their they change their, their uh, fucking policy for some reason. Whatever it is. Maybe they, you know, Jews aren't welcome anymore. I don't know. Well, okay. Well, I guess they don't like Jews. Guess I can't go. Well, all right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm creating a humorous example. It's not, I don't think a grocery store would ban, oh, that's right, they did, 1938. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Um, okay, well then, if they have some policies that you don't agree with, well, you just, all right, well, I'm just going to go to another grocery store. Okay, or I'll just go for, now I just go for milk. Now I only get milk there. Okay, well, that's a, that's a difference. You okay? So I'm not. I'm, I just don't want to go there anymore. You don't make a big deal out of it. You just quietly remove yourself from the hostile, aggressive, inflammatory, argumentative situation. And now you only go there for milk. Now you only post for milk. Okay. Yeah. All right. You still go to the store. Yeah. But I'm not spending sixty dollars every three days there. I go there once a week or twice a week for milk. So now. I spend $5 a week there. Oh, wait. Now I only go there for milk. Well, why am I going to this place for milk when there's a delicious farm fresh stand there that has like an outdoor thingy and they got raw milk and, and, and you know, they're local to the community? Well, fuck it. I'll just spend a dollar or two more there, but I'm getting my milk locally. Well, now you're not giving any money to that other company. So now that company no longer, not only do they not get $120 a week from you, now they go. Now they don't get any money from you at all. Not even milk money. Money fucking talks, and part of money is information, data. The data that they use every time you log on, every time you scroll, every time you comment, every time you post, every time you search, every time you get reported or blocked. Same thing. That's data. That's data that they use so they can sell. All of it is. The less you use it, the less you use it, the less they can make off of you. All right? It's about two things. And it's always been about this two, these two things. Greed and control. It's not enough that you use their platform and they get to see your information to sell you 
coupons and advertisement. It's more than that. All right. They want control over your time, control over your day, control over your cell phone usage, your computer usage. They want, and in order to do that, they have to be greedy. It's not enough to just log on and review. They got to make it easier, like a drug. Like a drug. They got to give you the app. So you get the app. But well, it's not enough. The app, the app only works when you open it? No. The app's always running. It's in the background. It's checking your contacts list. It's going through your phone logs. It's going through your location settings. So now it's gathering that information and using that for advertisers. And more greed and more control. So you have to, as you learn to withdraw yourself from these places that you don't need to go to, you don't need to go to the mall. Okay? You don't need to go to the mall. You've been on this planet for 20, 30, 40 years. You know what your fucking clothing size is. You know what, you know what, how you fit when you're fat, when you're skinny, when you're muscular, when you got fucking leukemia. You know how your body reacts to certain clothes. And if you invest the right amount of time and the right amount of money into a wardrobe, it lasts you a very long time and you know how to mitigate it through simple online ordering and trying things on. And this pandemic has done a lot for online shopping retail. Okay? With free shipping and free returns and this and that and the other thing. And it'll make you smarter in how you shop. I don't like, and if I don't like the policies of a company, I just look for other companies. I did the same thing back in 2018 with fucking Starbucks. They pissed me off just a little too much. And then I realized, why am I going here? Why am I going here? I make better coffee than Starbucks ever could. And they're charging me $2 for a small, $4 for a mid, and $6 for a large or a grande, whatever the fuck you idiots call it. Then they took the furniture out and the drive through line got longer. It's like, why am I going? I'll make my coffee at home. It's better there. Boom, save myself cash. Oh yeah, I don't want to walk in I don't want to walk in the grocery stores anymore cuz I don't want to get fucking put on TikTok or whatever by some angry mom, angry mom. Because 70% of the fucking stores wearing masks and I'm not because I'm practically quarantined working from home fucking every day of my life. Cuz I stay away from people. I was staying away from people before this goddamn thing hit the United States. It hasn't changed now. But I don't want to get put on freaking Facebook because some stupid bitch wants to put her fucking camera in my face telling me that I'm everything I'm everything that's wrong with this country. I'm everything that's wrong with this country. My Mustang is the reason that the fucking ice caps are melting. Bitch, your fat ass is the reason my mother's premiums go up every fucking year. Because you won't eat a fucking chicken salad. And we'll go for a walk every morning. You're the problem with this country. Not me. Okay? I know what my issues are. I'm working on them. So I don't go in anymore. Okay, well, then I just go to drive-thru. I do takeout. I pay the service fee, and I do that. And then I go to the farm stand, and I give local farmers my money to buy their product instead. So they don't have to sell it at Hannaford's. I can sell it through a different, a, a different source and go there and buy it there and buy fresh stuff because it's better for my health. 
And I feel good. I feel good doing it that way. You guys all need to pull back. It's not, it's, look, none of this shit is good for you. None of this shit is good for you. They're just trying right now to tear at the very fabric of unity. That's what they want to do. And if they were willing to just drop all this bullshit right now, drop it all, just shut the fuck up about everything they're complaining about, because you guys have no fucking right to complain. None. You wake up every fucking day to a digital alarm clock. You don't have to fucking hope you don't wake up late for work. You don't have to worry about whether or not there's food in the fridge. A lot of you don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to sleep in your car tonight. Or at least you didn't before the pandemic fucking hit. And all these assholes let these protesters and rioters run amok and blow up their cities. So people are fleeing and mass quantities are being thrown. Or they're being mass evicted from their uh, apartment complexes in San Francisco and L.A. Where rent is as high as $3,000 a month for a one-bedroom fucking apartment. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Good luck with that one, stupid. If you could all just drop this shit right now and move on with your self-fucking... A self-important day. And just worry about you. And get off social media. You'd like, we would just, we, we wouldn't care. We just want to be left alone. A lot of us, really, at the end of the day, the large majority of us, whatever we think, whatever we feel, we just want to be left alone to seek our own adventures. That's all we want to do. I'm going to get shit for fucking posting uh, a video about a wedding. How can you be promoting a wedding, a, a, a large social gathering like that right now while there's fucking a pandemic and grandmother's dying? Shut up. Shut, just shut the fuck up. If you don't like it, don't watch the video. I don't need your fucking views. I don't need your two cents. I'll delete your fucking comment like it never fucking existed. Shut the fuck up. Seriously. Right now, if there's somebody who is annoying you right now, just tell them, shut the fuck up. Just say that. People right now need to be told to shut the fuck up. Leave me the fuck alone. There's a lot of us out right now. We, we're not just some gun-toting fucking racists that cheer every time a cop beats up a black guy. We're not those people. We just don't care. We've got so much stuff that we're trying to focus on in our own lives and our own charities and our own uh, ways of showing empathy and compassion and doing the right thing out of our the kindness of our own heart because maybe we've had certain traumas in our past. I love dogs. I love caring for dogs. I work with a charity that helps out dogs. I like helping out my I like helping out my friends that helped me. I like helping out my friends that helped me. I have a friend right now who is talking to me about things he wants to do with his girlfriend in the future. I got uh, another friend who's got fucking uh cervical cancer. You know, th these are people that I want to help out. I would drive by a friend's apartment every couple weeks, drop off fucking chocolate milk and shit. Just just because, because I thought it was funny. And I knew that they loved, she loved chocolate milk. I like doing random kindness things for, for, strain, for friends or acquaintances. But if you're going to sit here and just make me so fucking angry and just make me want to become more inward and not want to be at your establishment and make me try to feel guilty, then I don't want, I just, I don't want to tune, I'm going to unfollow you, I'm going to tune you out. I'm not going to use your company anymore because you're telling me I'm a bad person. Even though I give you my money, I give you my data, I give you my time. So you got to pull back. Just start with not with only buying milk. And then just fucking, once you begin that withdrawal, like a methadone clinic, just pull the plug one day and go cold turkey.
This shit ain't good for you. I get how bad this thing could be. But for the mass, the vast majority of us, we're already hiding behind masks, hiding behind virtual meetings and working from a home and not fucking, and basically being in quarantine for full two fucking weeks. Every day. We go out and we, you know, we go out to the grocery store. We're home for another two weeks. And then we go out and we go to the gym. Then we're home for another two weeks. And you people that yell at us for using the fucking gym, suck a dick. Suck a fucking dick. We're actually the ones that are healthier, doing the best we can for our cardiovascular, pulmonary, and muscular systems, and to strengthen our bones, and our mental agility as well. When you go to the gym, your your mentality, your brain is better for it. You people who just say we can't, you don't, you are fucking idiots. You don't have a clue. None. The fucking internet is not the gym. It's not the real world. And when the real world comes crashing down on you now, which is going to be real fucking soon, you're going to be, you're going to be wondering what, what you said in the past, how you acted in the past, who you offended in the past, who you pissed off. Or we could just end it all right now. You could just shut the fuck up and say, listen, we're not going to complain anymore. We're done with this. You go be individuals. We have our guidelines. Go do your thing. And we just ended it all right now and just said, hey, we're cool. We don't want no more beef. And just let people be people. Let individuals be individuals. And not this group identity bullshit. And we'll move on our day. I'll stop complaining. I'll, I'll make peace right now with all of you. You guys back off, so will I. But if you continue with this Alyssa Milano type bullshit, I'm going to come firing every fucking time. And you're only going to back people like me into a corner. Now, don't get me wrong. There's not much you can do to me. There really isn't. And if anything, you only the problem is with people like me, people like comics, or people like fucking social media people, or, or YouTube people, or individuals who only meant to do good, like James Damore, or Professor Brett Weinstein. You turn them into phoenixes. You bury them. You fucking try to cancel them. You f- try to get them kicked off social media or out of colleges or just bury them. They're shitboxes. They don't deserve to exist. Let's fucking threaten their families. Let's dox them and find out their address and kick their dog. Those people come back hard. And they have a support they have support groups too. Quiet ones who quietly give them money and quietly support them. Be like, hey, just stay strong. You'll get through this. And those people are like this Covington kid, this fucking the Covington Catholic high school kid who got doxxed by like CNN and the Washington Post and Kathy Griffin, that stupid cunt. That kid's worth millions now. He's he won the court case. He won one of the initial court cases. The kid net this little high school kid never has to work again. He never ever has to go into an office job and hate his fucking life. Never. Because you chose to threaten his individuality. You chose to fly off the handle and think this kid by immediate you know immediate judgment. The court of public opinion. You decided he was guilty. And now he's fucking loaded. Which makes him 
all more powerful. That's cultural. Not political, that's cultural. You tried to bury a kid. You paid, and now he's stronger than ever. I'm just trying to make videos for people who, you know, who want my services and do the best I can for them. And I assume the risks as an individual who doesn't work with the public often, not on an everyday basis, who keeps to himself and takes care of himself a lot, spends money where it should be spent, spends his time where it's most valued. I'm not the type of person you want to fuck with or push or try to cancel or bury. Because when you flip a switch on a person, that switch never gets turned off. It's like David Goggins. So, if this all ends tomorrow, and everybody just says, look, let's just go back to being being cool with each other, walking down the street, like not like a civil war is going to break out. We'll stop complaining right now. We'll try not to cancel anybody else ever again. Cool. Cool? Cool. Now I'll go back to shooting weddings and we can all live happily ever after. In the meantime, it's been an hour and seven minutes. I'm going to close up shop here for the day. Sorry, once again, sorry about Sunday's podcast. It just, you know, hey, I had a bad one. Struck out swinging. I don't even know if I saw the ball coming. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on TikTok at positive sarcasm, Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. You can email me directly. Uh, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. Questions, comments, concerns, uh, hate mail, requests, posing music, movie recommendations, anything, anything. Positive sarcasm at outlook.com. You can also email me directly through my website as well. Just go to contact, just hit the contact page at my website. You can also donate to the podcast, positive sarcasm.com slash donate. It's also in my contact section. You can donate as little as a dollar. Any and all amounts are really appreciated. It helps fund everything from batteries to cameras to computer programs to travel expenses. It really does help. So thank you. In the meantime, I am going to close up shop for today. Any and all questions or comments, article concerns, Q&As, guests of the podcast, just email me, positivesarcasm.outlook.com. Just say po- uh, just say co- podcast guest. If you have a subject or topic you want to talk about, hey, I'm cool with it. Anytime, anywhere. Have a seat in the Spare Parts Studio. I'll make you coffee. We'll chat it up. No worries. No masks. If you just want to sip guest and watch the podcast, you can come by the you can also come by the spare parts studio. There you can sit here and pet my pupper. Uh that's code for dog. And you can sip coffee on the casting couch. Out of camera view. But I like to thank you guys for listening, watching, subscribing. You can find me on Positive Sarcasm Podcast at YouTube, or you can just find me Positive Sarcasm through YouTube. Both channels. Are mine. Spite uh Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Radio, uh I, uh, Stitcher, fucking Podbay, Podcast Addict, CastBox, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, anywhere podcasts are available. The RSS feed is connected and ready for you for free. So thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. I will talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation.
podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.